0: This episode of Bookmarked is brought to you by Libro FM. Get two books for the price of one with your first month of membership using the code BOOKSTACKED. Again, use promo code BOOKSTACKED when you start your membership at Libro.fm. Or check the show notes for a quick link to get started. Offer only valid for new members in the US and Canada. My name is Chelsea and welcome to the Bookmark Podcast. Today I'm here with Saul. Hello. And Spencer. Hi everyone. And we thought it'd be good to just have a super casual conversation about some of the stuff we're super excited for in 2022. So, at the end of 2021, we did our wrap up episode and we talked about all the books that we had loved from that year. And we also talked about some of the books that we're excited for in 2022. So, we're going to focus mostly in this episode on adaptations and YA news that we are looking forward to and that we hope you guys are looking forward to too. So, without further ado, let's get started. Spencer, I want to throw it over to you because you actually wrote a feature piece on the Bookstack website that was fantastic and very comprehensive. So I was wondering, what's some of the stuff that you are most looking forward to in 2022?
1: Yeah, I had a really fun time uh, putting together a big list of upcoming adaptations of YA novels and comic books and graphic novels. And there's so much coming out this year in movies and TV that I am excited about. I... I'm particularly happy that there's like so much that's being adapted from comic books and graphic novels, which are things that I've been reading a lot lately. But there's also stuff coming from other beloved YA books and franchises. So I'm going to tell you about some of the things that I'm excited about and see if it's something that, that you plan on watching as well. I will mention, like I did in the article, something that was so difficult is that there's like no firm release dates on any of this stuff. So I'm sorry, I can't tell you if this is coming in you know, this could release next month, this could release in the fall, this could get delayed till 2023, to be honest, with the way that things are going these days. But either way, it's something to look forward to. So first off, uh, in terms of like superhero comics, if that's something you're excited about, there is good stuff upcoming both from Marvel and DC. In particular, I'm excited that Miss Marvel is finally going to debut in the MCU and get her own Disney Plus show. Miss Marvel is a really popular superhero that is more recent I don't know if you've ever read any of the graphic novels. They started coming out in about 2013, 2014. But she is like an all-American teen living in Jersey City with a Muslim and Pakistani background. And she really fills this role of like a teen superhero in a really fantastic way that I think we haven't seen so much in the MCU so far.
0: Yeah, so this is one that I'm genuinely really, really excited for. I love what Marvel has done with the TV shows. I think they have taken some really big swings and some some kind of big risks with it. I thought WandaVision was really fun. I thought Loki was a, a great choice. And so I'm I'm excited for whatever show comes out of that next. But I'm even more excited that they are focusing on more teen and young adult stories and new characters, too. I mean, the the MCU is, is huge and they've got some incredible actors in there. But I think it's always really fun when they introduce somebody new and give us some new mythology to get excited about. I also just really love that Marvel has embraced YA and that they have these comic books. Um, they also have a series of YA anti-hero books written by Mackenzie Lee, who wrote The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue in the Montague Sibling series, and she's fantastic. She's got a new one coming out. I don't know if it's this year or next year, but she definitely has a new anti-hero story coming out. We don't know who it's about yet, but hopefully we will soon. So I am very excited for anything Marvel is doing in the YA space, but I think this is going to be a great TV show for sure.
2: Yeah, I don't think people talk about enough the fact that there is so much YA content that comes out of the two big comic book publishers DC and Marvel and I think Spencer probably I think I feel like you mentioned some of DC's graphic novels in our last episode um maybe I'm making that up but I feel like I feel like I definitely did yeah you did and um so I think this is fun it's gonna it'll be cool to see like you guys said a younger character come to the mcu i wasn't expecting to talk about the mcu today on on the book podcast we don't get to talk about the mcu enough because it's pretty fun uh one of the things i like that they've been doing though lately is they have been focusing more on those young young characters i think chelsea just mentioned that you see obviously tom Holland's spider-man has been like the notable young character in the uh, in the mcu and they just wrapped up a fantastic arc with him in no way home And then you also had Kate Bishop recently with Haley Steinfeld's character in Hawkeye, which is fun. So it is cool to see that they are going to be bringing in more young characters into the MCU. When the MCU, so much of it has been like middle-aged men, (laughs) which we we love those middle-aged men, but it's also great to get other perspectives and other characters as well. So, yeah, that's for sure what I'm excited for.
1: Totally. And you're right that there are more uh, young characters coming up in, I think we call this phase five. I'm sure Marvel fans will correct us what phase we're in. But uh, Ironheart is on the way. Um, I believe America Chavez is making her debut in the Doctor Strange sequel. And so yeah, along with Kate Bishop and you know, Spider-Man, etc. We're finally starting to get some team characters, and I hope they'll eventually team up. I imagine that that's where we're headed towards some type of uh, New Avengers, Young Avengers team up, um, which I'm really excited for. So that's great news in the MCU. In the DC universe, I did want to mention, uh, like Saul said, I've been a big fan of a lot of what DC's been doing with YA lately, and one comic book series that has been popular is called Naomi, and it just released the tv show i believe on the cw network in the states i watched it on showcase in canada but it is a really fun series i would get into because it is for a comic book and superhero type story really a mystery that's what attracted me to it i read the the comic book series recently and it's it's an origin story about this young teen hero but it's really fun because she knows She has like something special about her and has some type of powers, but she doesn't even know what they all are or how she got them. Um, She is adopted. And so she has this idea that like, you know, she got something special from her parents, but she doesn't know who her parents are. And so she's trying to find out and I won't spoil anything, but it is really fun to see a superhero story that is more of a mystery. So that's really good, too. Um, So whether you're fans of. Yeah, DC or Marvel, I think there's lots to look forward to in this space. Um, But moving on to I'll run through a couple other comic slash graphic novel adaptations that are coming that aren't superhero related. For those of you who aren't fans of superheroes, something that is uh, catches a lot of attention online. I think there's lots of fans. I'm not sure if either of you two have read it, but are you familiar with the Heartstopper series from Alice Oseman? It is a really fun graphic novel series that is just a romance, and it is so fluffy and light, and it's an LGBTQ romance between two boys. Um, it comes originally from uh, the UK, but now it's being published here as well. It started out as a web series online, and again, it is just the fluffiest, lightest, most romantic, fun series that I've read, full of lots of just adorable characters. And so that's something that again comes from a graphic novel that is going to be on Netflix at some point this year that I think is worth looking forward to. Two other comic book series that are being adapted I want to mention that again for why audiences, I've read both of these and I would really recommend them are Paper Girls and Something Is Killing the Children. These are both more in like a horror sci-fi type of vibe. Something is Killing the Children is exactly what it sounds like. There is something killing the children in this town and we got to figure out what it is and then paper girls is something that gets compared to stranger things all the time um the comic book series actually started before stranger things was released on netflix so it isn't just like capitalizing on the 80s nostalgia but was kind of a forerunner in that regard and it's about a group of 12 year old girls in the 80s who are all paper girls out delivering papers on halloween night uh, when their night is interrupted by a bunch of time travelers who are caught up in like an inter-time conflict so both of those are coming out later this year as well i would highly recommend if you're fans of comic books to read ahead and then check out these series when they release
2: yeah i think i've said it before but seriously spencer thanks for always Making sure that, like graphic novels and comics are highlighted, and even Canadian books I know we've said before, I feel like you always like bring attention to titles and authors and creators that I sometimes don't think about. <laughs> and <laughs> so I'm grateful that that you're always there to to shine a light on on these releases that are maybe that maybe don't always get the spotlight,
1: definitely. I like I said, I've just been so into comics and graphic novels lately. I think it's been uh, for me just like easier to read and get into these days as I've like, it's hard for me to pull myself away from constantly doom scrolling online and comic books are just something that are so fun and easy to get into. So if you do find yourself in a reading slump, again, I would recommend any of those series to go and check out. But moving on to a couple of YA books that I know we are more familiar with that are gonna get some big adaptations this year. I'm really excited about On the Come Up, Angie Thomas's second novel that came out after The Hit You Give is finally um, releasing this year from Paramount Pictures. It has, like, a really cool cast. Um, has I've been following along with Angie Thomas as she tweets these updates. She's been involved, which is what gives me a lot of excitement about this adaptation. She's been, like, on set and tweeting these updates about uh, different musical artists that are involved, all these things. It just seems like it's going to be a really fun, uh, big, you know, loud and just exciting adaptation
0: yeah i i'm super excited for this one obviously here at bookstacked and bookmarked we're huge angie thomas fans so yeah for sure very very excited for this movie i also heard the director is a woman it's being directed by a, a woman as well
1: Yeah, Sana Latham, I hope I'm pronouncing, remembering her name just right, but she's been uh, an actor for a long time and a lot of good things. She's in Love and Basketball, which is like an old reference that probably only older millennials get, but was like one of my favorite movies growing up. She's been acting in succession recently, but it's like her directorial debut, the first time she's directing a feature film, so that is really exciting.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I I root any time that a woman gets the chance to to direct for sure because there, quite frankly, are just not enough opportunities for women to direct feature films, especially ones um, that have this kind of momentum behind them obviously angie thomas is is a force to be reckoned with and so i love that that's a part of the production team for sure but yeah i am i'm super excited i actually haven't read on the come up yet so this might be one of those ones where i add that to my tbr for this year so that i'm i'm prepared or ready for the movie or, or maybe i'll just watch the movie without reading the book and i'll just get the the full experience from that but no i am this is this is one of my my big movies for this year for sure
1: Mm-hmm. It is sometimes kind of overlooked between just how popular like The Hate You Give and Concrete Rose have been. But I definitely would, would recommend reading it. I loved it just as much as those other two. For those who don't know, the book is about Brie, who is a 16-year-old girl who wants to be the next big rap star. She writes rap. She writes rhymes. She's a talented young artist who's so starting to get some attention in her neighborhood, but then also kind of gets into some trouble. That, I, I don't know if you want to call it like with censorship or just with like what she's putting out there in her honesty of her rapping, doesn't always not everyone in her community appreciates the things that she has to say. And so she finds this struggle to really use her voice and speak up about her her true experiences and what she's going through. So it's really good. And also just as a fun tidbit, Angie Thomas actually also was a childhood rapper for a very small time and uh, writes a lot of the raps well all of the raps she wrote the whole book um, in the in the novel as well so it's really fun to see that side of Angie Thomas too and then another big YA adaptation from a popular book this is a, a book that came out Um, I mean, probably almost a decade ago at this point. But it's something that has just been loved and cherished by the YA community. I know it's something that stuck with me, is Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe. This is uh, a book that's long been celebrated for its LGBTQ representation, for its representation of the Mexican-American experience, um, about these two young boys who are growing up and, and really discovering the, their sexuality and their feelings for each other while also dealing with these ideas around like masculinity and machismo in their community and, and what it, they should be acting like as young men. And it's a beautiful romance that is like stems from a place of really close friendship in a way that just, I mean, really touched me. And like, I think anybody who reads this book just loves it. And so I'm so excited to see it finally appear on screen.
0: Obviously, like you said, this is a little bit of an older book, so it doesn't always get as much current attention as some others. But I think what's really cool with this year and with what's coming up is we've kind of been in this little bit of like, I think like YA adaptations kind of happen in waves of like sometimes there are a lot of them and then sometimes there aren't as many and then you get a lot of them again and then there aren't as many. And I think sometimes those waves can be built around like a genre of YA, like we had a ton of vampire read like stories that came out around Twilight when Twilight was really big, and then we had a lot of like contemporary romances that came out for a little while that were y a based and now we've sort of like come out of this dip and are coming back on a rise and seeing a lot more adaptations. But what's cool about this time is it feels like there's a variety. It feels like it's not really centered around like one thing, but we're seeing really the power of like what's good in YA and hasn't been turned into anything yet or that people have been waiting for. Um, And it's kind of like all at once, all the different production companies are just like, here you go. Like here's everything you've, you've been waiting for. And here's a little something for everyone, which I think is really, really cool. So yeah, this is, this is another one where it's like, wasn't, I, I wasn't expecting it, but I know a lot of other people were. And so I'm really happy that sort of everyone is getting, getting what they're looking for. I know. I think probably the next one we're going to talk about that for me is like the thing that I've been waiting for for a very long time is Vampire Academy. I am so excited. I'm like, I'm jumping ahead. (laughs) I am so excited for Vampire Academy. I love those books. I actually listened to like all of them during the pandemic on audiobook because they're one of those ones that is oddly soothing to me. They are fantastic stories. They're so much fun. They're also a little bit older, but they're just. The mythology is really cool and the characters are like, so funny. You literally find yourself like laughing at some of the stuff these characters say and do. But there's also combat and evil forces at work. And they're also in, obviously, it's a school. So they're it, like, you have like high school drama. It's kind of this great combination of all these things. Rose is an incredible narrator. And I really liked the movie. A lot of people listening to this are probably like, "Yeah, it was a good movie," but it, I think it just the world wasn't ready maybe for exactly what it was yet. It it kind of leaned very heavily into the the comedy of the book and the situations, um, which I thought was really fun, but wasn't exactly maybe where the critics of the world were were looking at in the moment. So I am very excited for this to get uh, a second chance at an adaptation.
1: Definitely. I'm glad you you jumped ahead actually on that one as that's one that I, I haven't read and I haven't even seen the movie. Like I obviously I've heard about uh, Vampire Academy for a long time, but I've never gotten into it. So I'm glad to see that you're excited about it. That makes me more interested to check it out because I really wasn't sure if that's something that was for me.
2: I remember when the movie came out and I remember those were some of the earliest articles I wrote for Bookstacked was covering the film release way back in the day (laughs) it's been a long time
0: I love that it's like full circle for you (laughs) now we're back we're back to Vampire Academy um (laughs) no I will say it definitely has like it is it is one of the the vampire stories so if you're not into that mythology at all it might not be exactly for you but it's a little bit more About friendships than it is, I think, about like the undying romance that can sometimes be centered in vampire stories. At the heart of it is the story of these two girls, Rose and Lissa, who uh, Lissa is the last in the line of a royal vampire family. And Rose is a half vampire, half mortal who is sworn to protect Lissa. But basically, they are best friends and they have sort of this like psychic connection that allows them to feel each other's feelings and and sometimes get into each other's heads. And so it's really about the two of them trying to protect each other and trying to survive in in what can be a semi dangerous world for them. But like I said, they're also at a school and so you have like mean girls and and boys that they're both into and <laughs> different things, but at the same time they're also fighting these very scary zombie Vampires. So there's a lot going on, but it it, at its core is really this like friendship story between these two women that can be really fun and and really, really funny. And so I think if any of that sounds appealing, definitely, definitely check out the show.
1: Awesome. Vampires are back. You heard it here first. (laughs) This next uh, series that we wanted to discuss is one we've probably all heard about. And this one I know Saul is up in your wheelhouse. Of course, the Lord of the Rings uh, long anticipated, I guess, prequel series. Like is expected to be released not till September, but it's something for us to look forward to. I have almost avoided news about this series, almost to just avoid spoilers in the sense, like sometimes I like to just know nothing, like I just trust the fact that. Hey, it's Lord of the Rings. There's a massive budget behind it. I'm probably going to really like it. Therefore, I, I don't really need to know much else going into it. But have you two been following the news closer? Do you know more what it's about? Or what are your thoughts on going back into the world of the Lord of the Rings?
2: I never read the Silmarillion. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, which is basically like the Bible of Middle Earth <laughs> is what I've been told. But I believe a lot of the stories lines and arcs are coming from that but my feelings toward this is I'm just very hopeful but (laughs) cautious I don't know I feel like I've been burned so much and I think The Hobbit left a bad taste in my mouth so I'm hoping that it's good and I will definitely be watching but I yeah I just I'm not sure I'm a little nervous and I think I've also heard that um, I've heard mixed reviews about The Wheel of Time uh, which was also a an Amazon Prime TV show that uh, I believe they just wrapped up their first season. So we'll see, but I'm I'll definitely be watching. That's for sure.
0: Might get myself into trouble for this, but I am not a Lord of the Rings fan. I have tried with the book many times, audiobook, like <laughs> fun productions of it, whatever I can. I've also watched all three movies at the behest of a boyfriend uh, who really really loved them. At one point, my favorite story to tell about Lord of the Rings is at one point I was falling asleep and I closed my eyes and I was like, but I can still hear it. So I'll know what's going on. Took me about two solid minutes to realize they were speaking in Elfish, so I could not follow what was going on. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings fan. That being said, I do keep trying with Lord of the Rings. I do keep each thing that comes out. I'm like, I'll give it a shot. Maybe maybe this will be the thing that like gets me into it. So maybe this will be the thing that gets me into it. I do know that it's it's really really important to a lot of people and so I'm happy that they're getting more content. But yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what comes out of it and and what it looks like because I do know if if nothing else Lord of the Rings is never a small budget project. Like if nothing else it's always a big production and there can be something really cool about that. So, I'm excited to see see what they're going to do with it.
2: Yeah, this will for sure be one of the biggest shows of the year, so like, even outside of the book world, uh, this is going to be a big, a big event probably when it drops. In uh, fairness to you, Chelsea, I do, I personally feel like Tolkien's greatest strength is also sometimes like the biggest curse, and he just really loves to go into the weeds with his world building, and it is interesting but sometimes it can slow the pace down a little bit. I hope I haven't offended any insane Lord of the Rings fans who might be listening. I am a fan myself. I've read the books a couple of times um, and have watched the movies. I have no idea how many times, but that is something that I have noticed as I have read the books is that sometimes I could do with a little bit less singing <laughs> um, and a little more like the plot. But anyway, it's still, I, I think it's one of the most incredible things I've ever read and yeah, definitely it deserves its place in in fantasy.
1: Definitely. Admittedly, I am a complete bandwagon fan when it comes to these things. Like I watched the Wheel of Time series, uh Saul just made reference to. Obviously, it's been that's been like a beloved book series for years. Never read the books, just everybody was getting excited about the TV show, and therefore I wanted to just get excited too. So anything that promises to be, you know, the big show of the year, like this Lord of the Rings prequel surely will be. I will definitely be watching just so that I can follow along on Twitter and pretend like I'm part of the cultural moment. So, and then another uh, big fantasy series that we're looking forward to this actually isn't a 2022 release, but we were just mentioning before we started recording today, how much we're looking forward to the next season of shadow. Oh my gosh. uh, Shadow and bone. Bone. Sorry. My brain just went completely blank. Um, I was gonna, I was, my brain was trying to fill in the spaces of like blank and, like the shadow of blank and blank, like so many YA titles recently. And I'm like, no, it's just shadow and bone, not and 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 and. and. Um, sorry, but we just got some uh, updates for casting for that second season that a lot of fans online are excited about, as well as reports that they're started to film. So I don't know if you two know more than I do in that regard, but what are you looking forward to about season two of the shadow and bone TV series? <laughs>
2: Yeah, the two, the casting news that just came out is really big, huge characters that that fans absolutely adore. Um, that's Wylan from Six of Crows, and then Nikolai Lansov, the prince from the Shadow and Bone trilogy. And so I know a lot of people... When the first season came out, they were kind of sad that we weren't going to see these characters in that first season. Although I think if you read the books, especially with Nikolai, it kind of makes sense why he isn't in the first season and why he would be introduced in the second season. But anyway, yeah, I think a lot of people's dreams are finally coming true with this (laughs) with this casting announcement. And yeah, for me, Nikolai was one of my favorite parts of Shadow and Bone, easily one of my favorite characters. I think like a lot of people. He brought a whole new flavor to the story. And so it'll be interesting to see how this casting or how they util, utilize him uh, in the show. And yeah, like you said, we're not, the show isn't, isn't supposed to come out this year. From what I can tell, it's coming out next year in 2023. But we're likely to be continue to get uh, updates on the show throughout the year. And depending on when it comes out next year, like if it's going to be in the first half of the year... Especially like in the spring, there's a good chance we might start seeing some stills or movie or uh, teaser trailers uh, and stuff like that before the end of this year. So that'll be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. And you were talking about uh, Waylon being cast. I think for me, the because I really love the, I think it's probably one of my favorite like duologies I've ever read The Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom. And obviously, it's about a team of six people. And we have met five of the six in the television show. But the thing about the television show is that it does not follow in terms of the six of crows and the, the crows team, it doesn't follow the books. So we don't know where that's going. We don't know what those characters are going to do. And so we saw five of them kind of be in the same physical location at the end. So there's the idea that maybe we're going to see some sort of team up. But the fact that Waylon is now cast for season two gives us a little more information that maybe we're going to see him interact with them. Uh, Not quite sure what that's going to look like, but it's exciting that we don't have to wait till like season four or five to finally meet him. But yeah, it's, it's by far my favorite part of the show is just seeing the creative ways that they tell the story with those characters just because they're not... We don't know what happened to them before uh, Six of Crows, which obviously happened after the initial three books of the trilogy, which the TV show is following. So I was very, very excited to hear that they had cast him, very excited to know that he's going to be a part of season two, because it just means more for that story, which is definitely my favorite part.
1: And uh, that's really all that I had to all, all that I had as far as upcoming adaptations go. I know that there, that was quite a few books and things mentioned so if any listeners heard something that they wanted to check out to add to their tbr before the series are released later this year um, all of those books are compiled into an article online that we can link to in the show notes. I will add that something we loved last year, a a popular episode of ours was when we all watched and reacted to the Shadow and Bone series. And so if there are any of these TV shows or movies that you want us to talk about on the podcast, please reach out to us, tweet to us, let us know what you're interested in us talking about so that we can plan ahead for that. We might be able to pull an episode together about some of these books or movies uh, or TV shows or movies when they release. So let us know what you want to hear.
2: Yeah, and you can also comment on Spotify now. If you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, uh, there's a new Q&A feature. So just open up the app, bring up the podcast that you're currently listening to and swipe down and you should see a QA and a there. Um, and you can give us your responses. Last episode, we asked people for book club pick suggestions. And uh, I know one of our listeners just suggested Legendborn sequel, Bloodmarked that's for sure a book we're looking forward to. So a little too early to say whether or not that'll be a book club pick, but I think that one's definitely going to be on our radars. And we'd love to hear uh, what anybody else has to say as well. So there'll be a question attached to this episode too. If you're listening on Spotify, you can interact with us there as well.
1: In terms of new Spotify podcast features, you can also leave us a five star rating in Spotify these days, uh, which is something we probably don't mention enough. Please rate our podcast if you have uh, five minutes in your day, two minutes in your day, uh, if you're on Spotify about 10 seconds in your day to just click five stars. That helps us out. It helps uh, the show to grow and gain a larger audience. Um, So we appreciate any of the reviews or support that you can give us.
0: Yeah, no, thank you so much, Spencer. And on that note, I think we're gonna wrap things up for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you are just as excited as we are for everything that's coming up in 2022. And we will be here with you the whole time. Uh, We will keep bringing you the podcasts you've grown to know and love, and we're excited to keep talking about everything that's coming out. And thanks to all of you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We are at Bookmarked YA. You can also follow Bookstacked on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you liked the show, don't forget to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and now on Spotify. And you can also subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Bye.